This is Maurice Philogene, and welcome to the Try Life Farm podcast. Well, you may not believe it, but I've been an actor. I've tried out for the NFL, been a street cop, federal agent. I worked my way up the military chain of command to the rank of lieutenant colonel. I was also an executive at a global consulting firm, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of real estate in the United States. I've started developing on a Mediterranean island, and to boot, I've traveled to 100 countries over 300 times, and generally all this stuff at the same time. No, I'm not trying to be everywhere. I'm not trying to do everything. What I was trying to do, and I'm still trying to do, is to try life on, to plug into planet and earth as intended, and to fill my life book with experiences and relationships, and not just accept the status quo. So what we're gonna do on this podcast is introduce you to the mindset, the skill set, the soul set, the approach that is Try Life On, and expose you to the people who've been doing it just like me, their tools, their tips, their tactics to trying life on, because we all can try life on in our own way. So sit back, relax, let's go for a ride. Let's go try life on. I'm gonna pull my notes for this one because I don't wanna miss anything. I got to sit down today with Tanya Maglione. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. I I forgot to ask her how to pronounce her name during the chat. I was so excited. But Tanya is an attorney, an immigration rights attorney out of Charleston, South Carolina, an amazing human. She's actually from Naples, Italy, and she immigrated to the U.S. with uh, because of her husband, who's a U.S. military member in the Navy. God bless him. I'm also a Navy man myself, retired. Tanya really intrigued me because not only did she follow her dream and try life on by coming to the U.S., but the reason, one of the reasons she came to the U.S. was to pursue her dream of being an immigration rights attorney here where her family is. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people become whatever they're going to become, including attorneys, to make a ton of money. In Tanya's case, she was following her purpose. She was following her why of being able to help people. And I talk about the why all the time in terms of lifestyle design journeys, you've got to have a solid why behind what it is that you do so you can go through the very difficult journey of doing something like immigrating from one country to another when you don't even have family in that country outside of your your existing spouse. So Tanya uh, moved to the U.S., became an attorney, started to recognize that in-office life was causing her was causing a lot of stress on her body and on her mind. And she took the intentional step of seeking a virtual role at a different law firm. In addition, when she did move to that law firm, she had this awesome idea to have conversations with her new boss about how life was important to her and how a financial freedom journey was something that she was going to embark on taking her nice income and shifting it towards real estate assets. And her boss was 100% in line with that, which is incredible, which is what my old boss at my consulting firm before I left the W2 world did for me. So I know a lot of you are trying to shift from in office to virtual life. Tanya is a great example. She is a great example of someone who did not want to be stuck unprofessionally. She unconsciously created her path because her mind was open to the art of the possible the entire time in terms of being an immigration rights attorney, in terms of moving to the U.S., now in terms of buying real estate and recognizing that real estate is purposeful. She's going to buy real estate for financial freedom purposes, but she's also going to buy real estate back in Italy, such that her and her husband can focus on a potential lifestyle back home when he retires 
And I love the fact that she called the United States the land of opportunity. It truly is personally and professionally, but she's also very enamored of her home of Italy, just as I'm enamored of, enamored of the rest of the world because the world has a lot to offer. Tanya has a lot to offer. So I'm very grateful she came on the podcast. I think you'll find it very informative for you. The biggest thing is we all need examples. We all need example of people who jumped who just did it and course corrected along the way. She is a rock star example. And I am very, very happy that I got a chance to sit down with Tanya. I hope that you think it is helpful for your journey as well. Appreciate you listening to the episode. If you have any feedback, send me a message at Maurice at trylifeon.com and I will talk with you then. But for now, have a great time listening to my conversation with Tanya. Anya. Hello there. Hi. Hi. How are you? Yeah, how are you? <laughs> I don't think I've been this excited to speak to somebody that I don't know in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> where where are you? I am in Charleston, South Carolina. You're in Charleston, South Carolina, but yeah. you're from you're from somewhere in Italy. I am. I am from Naples. Um, you are. Yes. Yes. South of Italy. Born and raised. Moved to the United States only seven years ago. Just seven years ago. Well, yes. It's home now, but welcome. I mean, seven years, but welcome. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You know what intrigued me about, thank you for sending me that message. What intrigued me about that was your mindset to shifting, I guess your mindset from shifting to in place, obviously you're an attorney, but in place attorney work to virtual work. So you could all, which I'm sure is fulfilling, but you can also, so you can also focus on entrepreneurial stuff from time to time. And that that's where I wanted to, that's what intrigued me because a majority of the people that I talk to, whether it's in coaching or through the LinkedIn platform or what have you, they all want to do the same thing. But the number one thing that's stopping people is their mindset about it or giving up the accolades that they earned or whatever. So this is this is I'm trying something new on the podcast. This is this is kind of what the podcast gets into, which is. What is the mindset, the tricks, the tips, the challenges that people go through to try life on their way and get away from, in a way, get away from whatever societal expectations or career expectations you have just so that you can live your way. And then, of course, to boot, you're from Italy. So I thought that that was super intriguing. So welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Maurice. Yeah, um, um, you said it right. I mean, taking the opposite direction right yeah. what society um push you uh to work to um and uh, for me it was um an escalation um coming to the united states for me was putting myself in a position where i say wow i can really do and achieve everything mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um i went through a lot before becoming an attorney and that path as an immigrant myself, right? Because yeah. I came here as an immigrant. Um, I think I didn't even have the green card yet. Um, I was sponsored by my husband with an active duty. Mm -hmm. But uh, coming from that path and, and uh, dealing with, okay, what am I going to do? The challenge, right? Continuous challenge, 
just open up my mind to realize that if you want, you can achieve everything. Everything. Yes. It's a mindset, as you mentioned. Once you have it, don't let it go. Because the, the moment that you let it go, you pause. And that pause can last a long time. I give you I give you an example. Please, please. Yeah. With you. Yeah. Actually, yeah. So, you know, I contacted you via LinkedIn and I say, oh, Maurice, you know, I sent you that detailed message. Yeah, it was um, great. Brief but detailed, right? Yeah. And then you mentioned, oh, that's great. Let's connect. Let's let's make it happen, right? And then, boof, Tanya disappeared. I didn't schedule the meeting with you right there and there, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's why. Because my mind paused. I was in a uh... short little time where I let it go. Yep. And I admitted that. Yep. Um, I was, you know, adjusting to the new schedule, um, to this, you know, new uh, position as an attorney remotely. Um, I was uh, trying to figure out, okay, what can I do? What am I doing uh, to pursue what I want to pursue, right? But then mm-hmm. I paused. But then I saw the spreadsheet, which I printed from one of the posts, one of the posts that you put on LinkedIn. A what spreadsheet. It's just well. It's I created a spreadsheet, but I literally like copy and paste what you posted on LinkedIn, where you mentioned give yourself a why, oh. right? So I printed it. I created another one. I assembled it with other information, and I put it on on my fridge when my me and my husband see it every day. So after that, you know, I didn't get back to you. I was a walking, you know, in kitchen. <laughs> so that I didn't. I didn't stop, and then. So wait a second, I didn't get back to my roots. This is my purpose. Yeah. Right? And so, and there you go and say, okay, am I still on time to, to you know, to uh, schedule? But that's what, that's, what, that's what happens sometimes. A lot of people talk about, listen, as soon as you have an inkling of something that can move your life forward, you don't wait. You act on it immediately. And wherever it goes, it goes. But this is one of the premises that I've talked about quite a bit, posting on social media is you just do it and you course correct along the way. You don't overthink it. You just get after it. You see what the universe provides you or what have you. It sounds like that's what you did from the attorney perspective. And so thank you for that. But it sounds like that's what you did for the attorney perspective. But so I was digging into your post a little bit. You were, were you an attorney in, in Italy? You were studying to be an attorney in Italy. And then you realized that to get your license in the U S you had to study in the U S did I read that right? Yes, that is correct. So I was in the middle of finishing my master's degree in law in Italy, of course, in Italian law, which is a civil country, right? And sure, sure. When I moved to the United States, um, as I mentioned uh, briefly uh, a few minutes ago, um, I was not a green card older yet. I didn't have the green card yet. I was in the process of achieving it. Okay. So anyways, long story short, um, I was flying back and forth. Um uh, from Italy to finish my degree. I graduated and okay, all of a sudden, you know, I was a green card all day. The green card um, nice. came. I said, okay, wow, I can be an attorney here. <laughs> Let me see if I if I can do that. But wait yeah, a second. Yeah. I come from a civil country, you know, educational system. I don't think I have access to, you know, to the judicial system here. I cannot practice law in the United States. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, I, you cannot. Mm-hmm. So, all of a sudden, um, I realized that notwithstanding the fact um, I 
you know, I could, of course, you know, speak English properly. And um, um, I, I was able, of course, to, to, to manage conversation and so on. Um, but I realized that I was a stuck professionally. And I say, wow, what am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't have a driver license yet. Didn't have a social security number yet. You can possibly imagine. I was exposed to the American culture in Italy for several years. But it's different when you move to that country and you start from zero. From zero. Yeah. Professionally. Was, especially. was, was that nerve wracking? Was it difficult? Did you? It was. It yeah. Was. No, no family in the U.S. other than your no, husband. No, not at all. Time. Not at all. And my husband, he was, you know, in a special operation unit. So he was never home. He wasn't home. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, yeah. It was just me and little puppy that I had. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, I had to marry. <laughs> but, but, but you did it. And you know what? So, I, you know, obviously I talk about lifestyle design quite a bit and I have a lot of friends who are migrating the other way uh, from the U.S. to, let's see, I'm going to name countries, from the U.S. to Lebanon, Cyprus, Portugal, Netherlands, Spain, but specifically the Canary Islands. People are looking for a little bit of a different lifestyle, but it sounds like you you did it. Well, maybe because you wanted the professional career one. Obviously, your husband is from, I assume he's American if he's in the U.S. military, too. But were you also looking for a different kind of, or were you looking forward to a different kind of lifestyle? Or was that something that was making you a little bit nervous uh, coming from Italy to the States? Well, you know, I think uh, it, nothing was planned in my case. Oh, okay, okay. Nothing was planned. All I did is, you know, follow my husband because he was an active duty. He had to, he was a station in Italy. We met there. We we got married there. So at some point, oh. it was like I gotta follow my husband. And yep, yep. but I, nothing was, you know, projected for me. That. Nothing was a plan professionally. But I was, I've always been that kind of person that focus on career path and want to mm-hmm. make it happen, right? I always had to greet a lot of it, Maurice. So what happened though, and consciously, mm-hmm. I, I just created my path and I explain you why. When I realized that I was una- unable to practice law in, in the United States, I immediately opened up my mind to, you know, okay, what am I going to do? Okay, I got to go back to school. Right. And I found, you know, the um, perfect program that it was suitable for me, which was a master's degree in law in American law. Yeah. And whoa, as soon as I saw the prize <laughs> and I said, oh, I'm used to not to pay that much. <laughs> Welcome to the American college school system right. where we it's right. crazy. Exactly. But I didn't stop there. I said, no, there must be a way. I did some research, months of research, scholarship. On. I was a green card holder, so having access to different scholarship, I started to apply for them. Then I stopped for a second. I said, wait a second, my husband is an active duty. Yep. GI Bill. Yep. Oh, you used the GI Bill, son of a gun. I used the GI Bill, and yeah. was, I was also granted um, – um, very large um, scholarship from from the school that I applied to. Yeah. Uh, they saw my resume and yep. my application. They were impressed. Uh, I negotiated because I did research on that too. Yeah. You can negotiate it. So yep. I stopped. The, you know that kind of financial mindset in my mind. I say, no, I'm not gonna get a debt to become an attorney because that's, awesome. that's how I grew up. 
I never grew up and you know getting it that that much to go to school. It doesn't matter if it's a, you know upper level university mm-hmm. or not. So I gave all myself during that program, Maurice. I love, I love it because I had the purpose. And yes. my purpose was when I started it, it was to become an immigration attorney. Why? Because I came from that path. My husband's family came from that path. And I felt so connected wow. that everything came together at the end. I, I I talk about that a lot. Um, whether it's a lifestyle, whether it's a lifestyle journey, financial freedom journey, or even your professional career journey, that if you don't know your why, and you hit challenges, it's going to be very easy to turn back because it's not enough to keep motivating you forward. It sounds like you had an incredible why. Um, so you're, you are now, so, uh, I think, yeah, you're an immigration rights attorney. Are you, you practicing just in the U S now? Correct. Yes. You're practicing in the U S. Um, what, what was it like? So the, the thing that attracted me to you as a person, and I just started researching as much as I could find on you was a lot of people would become an attorney in the U S and try to use that career to get to the top of some firm or as much money as possible or what have you. I don't know how much money is in immigration attorney work, but it sounds like that because you have that passion to help people, that that's the driver where you mentioned working in an office and then making a decision to try and see if you could steer remote. And I just wanted to understand how was it working in an office? And then what was the mindset to say, look, I want my lifestyle or work to be a little bit different so I could focus on another aspect of life as well, evenly, not giving up any quality of your work, but evenly. Right. So when I start working um, at an office, I was getting drained. I was starting getting drained. Yeah, I, know, I, I know that feeling. This is, this is yeah, this is, this is crazy. Um, so this is not life. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, and again, being born and raised in another country and have that mm-hmm. lifestyle where you have, you pause in the middle of the day and you're going to get, you know, espresso. Yes. You enjoy the chat with the colleague, oh, man. friend, those five minutes, you yeah. know, every two, three hours. Yeah. Um, th- those are not crucial. So coming to this environment where you are, Boom, boom, back to back, back to back, back to back, which don't get me wrong. I'm used to it. Mm-hmm. I'm used to it because, again, I went through so much to become an attorney that um, I love challenges. I take on challenges. And uh, if there is any problem, I solve it. It is a mindset right, that I have. But that combined with a schedule and being an attorney, especially immigration attorney, that is emotional mm-hmm. training, mm-hmm. just made me stop for a second. In combination with the fact that me and my husband, are, you know, have the same mindset now about financial freedom, right? Um, and that's awesome. It is beautiful when both, you know, when you married with a person that has your your same mindset and want uh, to pursue uh, the same exactly same thing. I think it's I think it's super critical. And yeah. just to call something out, so I I have traveled quite a bit. I don't want to say traveled. I have immersed in different cultures quite a bit. So I know what you're talking about having little mini breaks during the day, having a, having an espresso with a colleague or going to see your husband or your wife 
and it's a normal part of culture. I remember when I was doing consulting work in for a management consulting firm, but in Portugal, and we worked from, let's say, 9 a.m. First of all, they don't go to work early. <laughs> it's, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But we would work from like 9, 9.30 to 12, and then lunch would be three hours. You would just hit it for lunch. And then you go back to work at 3.30, and then you would work probably till like 9, and then you'd get a bite to eat together for dinner, and then you would go home. And I, and I, and I, and I loved it. I remember that feeling. So when you said about the espresso, it's like – Yes. I think that's one of the fault, not faults of U.S. culture, but we, as you said, we just run all the time. It's almost like we work, we live to work and we don't work to live. That's why I'm so drawn to European culture. I, I, I like working. I work my butt off, but, but I don't want it to be my entire life. I want meaningful connections with amazing human like yourself, right? Dur- during the day and what have you. Um, so if you did recognize that and you did feel that, what was the shift for you that said, okay, I, I'm going to make a slight change? The the combination of a lot of things that hit me hard, uh, not only physically, because I say, as I mentioned, I was, I was drained, uh, but uh, emotionally, psychologically, I was like, where do I see myself in the near future in the long run? Mm-hmm. Not only myself, but also my family. I, you know, I have a, a three years old, and um, my wow. husband is gonna retire soon, mm-hmm. and we have a specific mindset. And I say, I, I cannot be, you know, cl- I cannot have a clear mind and focus on what we're gonna do next. If I'm so drained at work and I come back so stressed out at home, right? I have right. to change that, but try to do it strategically, meaning that try to increase most likely my income mm-hmm. because now I have a little bit more, you know, experience under my belt as an attorney, but created that, you know, lifestyle balance that allows me to focus on what I need to do next. Right. And manage those finance, increasing them, right? And focus on what I'm going to do next for my plan, from our real estate plan. And mm-hmm. that's when I reach out. As I did with you on LinkedIn. Yeah. I literally was, you know, in court with my boss, today boss. And it happened, you know, that she's also a military spouse. I yeah. just reach out to her on LinkedIn and I say, Oh, you know, nice meeting you. I heard that you're a military spouse. Can we connect just, you know, to chat? But then from then everything started. You know, she was interested in me. I was interested in her and say, Hey, I have a position. Let's do a you know an interview. And oh, sorry, I, I missed something. You you reached out to your oh your now boss. You reached out to now your boss. now boss. My who now was boss in a different law firm. First of all, let me call out the fact that you said that you were being you and your husband had talked about the fact that you wanted to go after financial freedom in a unique way. You chose potential real estate, but my my assumption is you're like, look, if I'm going to do real estate on the side then I also need, and I, I can already tell just by your passion for it. It's not that you're you're giving up the quality of your, your immigration attorney work. It's just that you want to prepare for what's down the road. I think that's the distinction sometimes. People are afraid to tell their employer, hey, I'm also going to do this, but here, you know, uh, 
people will assume that the employer, and sometimes the employer does take it against you. Like, well, if you're focused on that, you're not focused on my side. Um, but, but was it that your new boss now was thinking about the real estate space too, or was has a firm that runs in a virtual sense? Like, how did that all come together? Because people are looking for a way to approach their potential new boss or their existing boss. Here's the beauty of my experience, Maurice, and I still cannot believe it. My boss, actually, when I when I was doing the training, asked me to write down my short and long-term financial and personal goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was very, you know, clear about that. My professional goal, you know, it was to support her as much as I can and become a better attorney, immigration attorney, because it's my passion. I, I want to do it, and I do it with passion. I put everything that I have with that. My financial goal, I stated right away. Buy asset, and those assets buy themselves. And she knows awesome. that. Awesome. And we talk about that every time that we have a review. Awesome. And that's the beauty. Having an employer or a boss that understand as your same mindset, it's a game changer because you feel like comfortable to, to, you know, touch some topics and discuss Mm -hmm. them, develop them, perhaps even ask them for mentorship on there if you can. Mm -hmm. But regardless, let's say, assuming that my boss was not like that, right? I will still pursue that goal, you know, purposefully maintaining my professional career and develop it as much as I can with all the passion and love that I can put it in because that's me, mm-hmm. right? That's why I would never change that. Because mm-hmm. can you think about how miserable you will be being an immigration attorney, especially when you change another person's life? Imagine not putting that purpose, that love, that passion in it. You just... It's not possible. I don't think it's... it's I don't possible. think people no. just do it to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So regardless of that, let's say that again, assuming that my boss was not willing to open up that way, mm-hmm. I would still have been pursuing that purpose of financial freedom. Because one way or the other, it would have it would have shown up yes, one way or the other. Because my goal is it was that one, even previously, to shift, you know, to a remote job where I could possibly increase even my income compared to the previous job, which I didn't. Because, yeah. you know, I sold myself. I mean, I have a lot of skills, right? And yeah. I, I was honest and I negotiated and it was just the way that you have to do it. I mean, do you, do you in the immigration space, if you're going from your old job to your new job, do you give up upward mobility by doing that? Uh, no, not really. I not mean, really. Okay. No. Okay. No, yeah. I actually reduce the stress. Because <laughs> I was driving every day, um, mm-hmm. and Charleston is a small town. It's beautiful. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, but it's mm-hmm. a small town. It's small town. Traffic, yeah. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah, traffic. Yeah, it gets a little bit out of control, especially you know during the uh, specific hours. So I just uh, increase the stress. I go to the gym every day, Very good. as I used to, but I have less stress on my body and my mind. Wow. I have a, a, a perfect. Um, Life balance. I listen to your podcast while I'm on a treadmill, which I did. Oh, I love that. Thank you. <laughs> I do. I do. Um, yeah. And uh, so it, it's perfect now. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So, okay. Financial freedom. So, well, just to wrap up on the, on the, on the employment side, I love the fact that you made a conscious shift. I just want to call out a few things. 
I, I do coach people in this space and there's things that you said immediately that I try to get other people to do, which is you thought very strategically about shifting from one career to another, not necessarily to what well, you will, you probably will make more money, which is funny to me, not necessarily for money aspects, but for flexibility. So you can focus on other aspects of life. The second thing that I heard you say that I love is that you had robust discussions with your partner, with your husband, and that you guys are on the same page. Because if you are coupled, and if it's a healthy couple, having different goals, it's gonna be very hard. It's gonna be very hard to accomplish that, right? Because you guys are a unit, especially when it's a military military family. Um, I know that very, very well. And then now you have this focus on financial freedom because you're thinking about later, what are you doing for financial freedom how has it been? What asset class are you focusing on? What's the plan? Maybe that'll give some folks some ideas on how they can get started on their journey. But what are you doing and how did you even get the motivation to do it? Was it a book? Was it a podcast? What, what was it that sparked you? So um, everything started because my husband. Mm -hmm. To, you know, to a lot of different perspective and, uh, uh, our incomes and the money coming out and, you know, going out and coming in, especially me becoming an attorney and having to um, paycheck. Um, yep. We're seeing, you know, a lot of improvement. But you know what is the key, Maurice? Yep. We never changed our lifestyle. The fact that, you know, we, we handed, you know, an in, a, a streaming increased amount of money coming in, I'm not going, you know, <laughs> new car. Yes. Here it does. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, getting the biggest, you know, house uh, in the neighborhood. No, yeah. our lifestyle never, ever changed. But not because, you know, we, we have that temptation of the money and we don't go behind it. It's because of a mindset, yep. a way to be. We, we, you know, we were like that before. We maintain it. I don't need it. I don't feel the need of oh, going man. after, you know, the last, what is it? The last version of the iPhone or, you know, a Porsche or whatever. Mm -hmm. No, I, I can, I could, but I don't want it right now because my goal, our goal is what, and I'm going to connect to the asset. Mm -hmm. the assets, which um, we have the chance to do it in Texas, where his family's from. And, uh, okay. there are, you know, some lots available empty. And and actually one already with the with the with the house building that his dad um, literally building himself. Yeah. Um, so we want to create something within the family, basically buying from his dad, giving him his money, and his dad is going to create the second access on the other lot that is empty, and then from there move on to the other one, and then from there expanding somewhere else. But the other goal also is Italy. Italy, of course, you know. Oh. I had to buy this. You're, you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> there is no way that I, I won't buy in Italy. And, of uh, course. And my, yeah, and my goal is to buy cash there. I mean, right there, there are no loans, nothing like that. In in in, in Naples, are you? Do you want to do in Naples? Do you want to go somewhere else in Italy to buy real estate? Love, I would love to go and buy in Naples, and the reasons why is because all my family is there. Everybody's so let's there. say yeah. So let's say because we we bought the house where we are right now in Charleston. Yeah. Which is, of course you know of course we're gonna buy it. Of course, <laughs> yeah. of course that's the next uh, rental property at some yeah, point in the future. Exactly. So yeah. um so having family in Naples where you have already you know um, a network of people 
you know, mm-hmm. not just the family, but even friends, you know, people that you may know, um, it's crucial. And I had reconnect to one of the podcasts, uh, you know, one of your podcasts where you mention it. I mean, try to focus on the area where you can manage it, right? Yes, where yeah. you can build up a network. Yeah, exactly. where it makes sense. You can manage easily, yeah. Right. Yep. So for me, it would be, I mean, not only like, because I would love to retire there. Sooner, yeah. Right. Yeah. But also because, there you go, my connection is there. Um, and then it's Italy, come on. <laughs> I, it's, it's Italy. And um, I don't know how much longer your husband has until he retires. But when I was in the military, he's active duty. I was primarily a reservist, but I did 10 years of active duty time. So I was very busy. But I retired in 2019. And the way that I thought about my active duty, my military time was, oh, real estate's going to give me passive income. I got that covered. I was a police officer for 15 years. I retired early out of that. And I'm like, oh, that's another small, like I got a very small pension from the from the police because I wasn't there that long. But I was like, oh, that's another maybe thousand or $2,000 of passive income. And then I have my two pensions from the military. And I was like, that's more passive income. You have your husband, uh, his career, his awesome career, you have the thought process that you're going through now with real estate as passive income. Um, I don't think that people think comprehensively about sources of passive income and what it can do for your life. The funny thing is I was, I'm was i a part-time actor, although I don't do it all the time, but I just got my first residual checks from an HBO <laughs> series that I was on. I'm like, oh, more more passive income. <laughs> I I loved it. But in, in all seriousness, the, the thing that you said that I want to call out for people is real estate is goal specific. You can and feel free to ask me any real estate questions if you'd like to. I've done a lot of it. Not only can you approach it from I'm going to buy the real estate for passive income purposes, but I'm going to buy the real estate for lifestyle purposes. So I've been I've been buying real estate or developing and buying real estate in Cyprus. I, I didn't do that because I can't make money with real estate in the US. I did that because I wanted to be in a European. Well, it's not it's European, but it's kind of not European. I wanted to be in a in a European community where it's a radically different environment than the 45 years of East Coast living in New York, Boston, and DC that I've done my entire life. So when my little one is totally done with school, I might move to Cyprus full time. I'm probably gonna track you down in Italy to see if you can help (laughs) me buy something in Italy. I love the fact that it's a purposeful thing and people don't look at it that way, but it sounds like you're also looking at it that way because maybe you you and your husband will wanna retire back home closer to family when the time comes. Yes, yes. No, definitely. You need to have a purpose. If you do not have a purpose, it doesn't matter. I mean, what do you do? Right. For financial freedom. Because if you do not have a purpose, it becomes so hard to achieve, right? And, and difficult. Wow. With a lot of challenges, you you cannot do it. At some at some point you're gonna you're gonna get so drained and, and tired of it that you say, Okay, I do not have the financial resources, I do not have the tools mm-hmm. do that but if you open up your mind to a different perspective and you see yourself you know down the road to say what am i what am i seeing myself as you mentioned right what do you see yourself with your son in cyprus most likely right right and that is you know you you got to find the purpose follow the purpose 
and not look behind it, do not look behind. It's hard. Remember that when, when I didn't contact you right away? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, that. right. I do I remember that. It. But I overcame it, right? Yeah. And yeah. I pushed myself toward what I want. It's a, it truly is, is a mindset thing. It truly is a mindset thing. And just do it and course correct along the way or just reach out. You never know what you're going to get. I tell people if you... Yeah, if I when I was in consulting, if the only people that I talked to were consulting people, then I would just do consulting. But if you want to do real estate, then you get to talk to a, you reach out to a guy like Maurice who's done two hundred million of it in the last three years, and you get information right from the source, and you just get going. If I wanted to go into the immigration, or if I had an immigration question, or wanted to go into immigration space, I would literally just reach out and be like. How can I help you? By the way, can you answer these two questions for me? I, we are in such a person-to-person -person economy now. I do go about the hassle of reaching out to very interesting people over social media and seeing if they will respond because that's just the way of the world now. Why not? And there's no reason to be shy about it whatsoever. No, not at all. Connection is key. Connection you know, with the right people is key. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter if it's for a professional purpose, if it's for you know for a personal purpose. You need to connect with that person that you think is you know is the right person. If it's not, it's fine. You can. It's okay. Another, yeah, just move on. That's okay. But yeah. uh, it, it's beautiful. And now nowadays, as you mentioned, you know, um, you didn't have anything. I mean, you didn't have any tool beside of you know the library where you can you know. Yeah, <laughs> you know my story. Thank you. <laughs> Today is so different, right? Yeah, yeah, totally different. Yeah. So, um, one thing again that I, I learned since I I moved to the United States is that mm -hmm, this is mm -hmm. the land of the opportunities. Mm -hmm. Not only um, professionally, only you know personally, you can achieve your dream if you work hard, because nothing is giving. Yeah, right? for sure. But if you work hard, you can achieve great things. And you can do great things even for other people. Wow. And if you have a purpose, it's even better. It's even better if you have if you have a purpose. How are you studying or getting your information? Obviously, real estate's a bit new. <clears throat> you studied you studied immigration law and then you made the decision to go towards financial freedom. Did your husband have the knowledge? Are you studying from books? Are you just watching people who do it? Like, where are you getting information? And also, how are you applying it to getting your first, I don't know if you've started, but getting your first deal or people struggle. There's, I guess what I'm saying is there is so much information out there now. So much. That's why if you've, if you've know, I don't know if you've noticed, but I always post the same five books. I don't, I just refuse to go chase everything that runs around. Actually, I'm adding a sixth book finally, which is interesting. It really got to me, but where, where are you getting your information and how are you applying it? So it's a combination of all of those that you just mentioned. Okay. And I'll tell you why. So your podcast, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love that. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Um, books for sure. But also the combination of the two minds, mine and my husband. And your husband. Why. My husband just stopped, you know, basically asked for permission to work to go for to, to a one week financial program offered mm -hmm. by mm -hmm. the Navy. 
Mm-hmm. He's, a, mm-hmm. he's a Navy. Mm-hmm. And he was so into it. He was waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning and coming back at 6 p.m. every day to mm-hmm. be in that class on time every day, coming back home and reporting to me everything that he was learning. That's right. And he involved me to the point that, you know, our little one was going to sleep, coming here in my office upstairs and making things, you know, making happen, meaning that, you know, okay, let's see, where are we, you know, our assets, where are we financially, where are yeah. we, are we, you know, in a, in a good path where we can pursue this financial freedom or, you know, we are, again, spending more money that they're coming in. So the first thing that we've done recently, but we started way before, but literally this week, this past week, is assessing where are we then we can project right right there and there, but soon, within an year, mm-hmm. where can we start with this money that we have available? Mm-hmm. Since we have this, you know, this, for example, these lots that I was talking about, these lots available in the family. Yeah. That projected those money, those incomes. How can we move, you know, you know, the money that comes through my job toward what we need to address right now or soon in a short term. So the first thing is, Regognazi Marys, where are, where are you? Where are you with the, your financials? Yep. I think it's, you know, be self-conscious of what you spend. How many times do you go to a restaurant? <laughs> Come on. Yep. Uh, so make that assessment. This is one thing that I, I, you know, I'm not an expert. My husband is not an expert. We kind of like started, right? But the mindset was already there. Right now, we are pushing hard toward that mindset and awesome. make it happen. And if you want to make it happen, one, you know, humble um, advice that I can give to anybody out there is, assess your finance finance and see what is this wrong and you can do it yourself mm-hmm. look for you know any free courses that you can do to your nearest community center because there are especially the the, the, the military community is full of it um but regardless you can find some free one you know offered somehow somewhere <laughs> you know, as i find in my scholarship you can find it there's so many resources it's out there it's yeah. out there, yeah. Or yeah. find someone who's already done it, and and, and lean on, lean on that person too. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think there is a way. There is a way. So make it happen. About you know, education is a continued education. You gotta continue, you know, to expose yourself to that mindset and pursue that mindset. Right, sure. maintaining it and how you maintaining it. Not just reading the right books as the one that you recommended, but also there you go, podcasts. But you know legit podcast because as you mentioned there's a there's, lot. A, there's a lot out there <laughs> yeah um, there's a there's a lot yeah and i like you know the concept that you bring up and say real estate is just one of the way that you can you know go toward and you know and, and realize and make it happen yeah pursue the financial freedom but you can use it any other way like you know you're personal business yeah you can be a ceo or a small business or whatever you can make it happen in some other way you can you can make it happen in some other way and i'll, I'll throw two things out there um one <clears throat> i know a lot of business owners and probably 90 percent of those business owners when they whatever business they're in whether it's franchises sandwich shops coffee shops clubs um whatever 90 percent of them are taking a portion of their profits and investing in real estate 90, at least 90% from my perspective. 
And they, they are doing it for the same reason that you and I, from our W-2 jobs, from our regular careers, are investing money in real estate. And that's because at some point, at some point in the future, the career, you, you're either not going to want to do it, physically not be able to do it, or the career will tell you, listen, thank you for your service, but we can pay that 30-year-old half of what we are currently paying you today, and they push you up. I, I, when I left corporate at 46, I wasn't stunned, but I was a little bit, my ego was bruised and hurt a little bit because after 25 years, on October 31st, 2021, I retired, okay? But I would think, given I was there 25 years, the institutional knowledge that I had, all the contacts, all the clients that were friends and loved me as a because I did good things for them, I would think that they would struggle a little bit. No, <laughs> not even close. By, by November 2nd, two days later, I could feel that I wasn't needed anymore. It was, it's, it's, it's a jarring thing, but I knew that over the past 25 years, I had gotten myself up to 2000 units of real estate and forget the 2000, that doesn't even matter. The, the first 10 mattered. The first 10 that I did mattered. And I'd even say the first one that mattered. So when you do your first one, I want you to think about the following for anyone who's going to do real estate. Think about the following. Don't worry about the numbers so much. As long as you don't lose money and you make a little bit of profit, I wouldn't even worry about the numbers so much because there is this thing about momentum that matters. There is this thing about gaining knowledge from the deal that matters. And I'm helping someone buy a property right now in Barcelona. She, she's she's um, she's Spanish, but she lives in a different country, but she's buying a property in Barcelona. She has $100,000 and she said, I want to buy these two properties. And where we got to was, let's not buy the two, let's just buy one. And let's put way more money down than is necessary. And the reason we decided on that was so she didn't have any stress level related to if the place wasn't rented at some point. But the the knowledge she's going to gain, the lack of stress, the heavy cash flow because she put probably too much money down, it doesn't matter. She has more momentum than someone who's going to heavily focus on numbers as the only attribute that matters for the deal, right? Um so get to that first deal and and do it. But it's such a beautiful thing when we can take our active income and translate it into something that will pay us forever. And I'm seeing it in business owners, employees, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs. Everyone is buying hard assets and rightfully so. At least they're trying anyway. Yeah, no, thank you, Marisa, for this, um, you know, suggestion. I really appreciate that because, yeah, um, yeah um, you you need to know, you need to know where you're going, at least the first from someone that saw that all, you know, you, 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 <laughs> I've seen a bit. you probably, yeah, um, and uh, it's crucial for, you know, for um, everybody that is just starting um, or has, but has that passion, you know, that energy to go down and, and uh, pursue it. Um, that's, that's, it. that's the main thing. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But definitely. Yeah. You need that. You know, thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. And find someone who's done it. So you now have me in your network. You can reach out anytime you have, you will have my cell phone number. You can reach out anytime for any reason. Don't care what it is. I love this stuff. And then I will call you when I'm buying a property in Italy <laughs> for, 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 for help as much as possible, because I am a sucker for European environments. I am in love with the Mediterranean Sea. I'm in love with Mediterranean food. 
I'm in love with Italian people, Spanish people, Portuguese people, Cypriot people, Lebanese people, Turkish people. I am such a citizen of the world that I cannot, I love the US. I'm so grateful. But what I've come to understand about myself is I've lived 90% of my life in this country and I just want to experience something else full time before I punch off the planet, you know? So I know even though I've traveled to a hundred countries, I know I'm headed that way full time. It's just a matter of time. Um, so whenever anyone comes on the podcast, I ask in wrap up one question and here it is. There are people out there. There are Tanya's out there. Maurice is out there who want to try life on. They want to jump from in-office life to virtual life. They want to take a risk and take their hard-earned money and buy assets. They want to go from corporate to being an artist or from being an artist to go into corporate, but they're just nervous and they're scared and they don't know how to jump or can't figure out the timing to do it. Given where you are on your journey, going from in office to virtual, to focusing on real estate, to focusing on your retirement with your awesome husband, what would be one piece of advice you would give people to suggest that they try life on? What would help them? Just do it. <laughs> Just do it. I love it. Because if you do not do it, you will regret it. And you don't lose anything if you try it. What do you lose? Nothing. Nothing. At all. So do it. Put on the side that fear and make it happen. It doesn't matter what it is, make it happen. So, Again, I reconnect, you are in the land of the opportunity, not mm-hmm. just economically, but professionally and personally. So make it happen. There's wow. no excuse. I do not believe in excuse, Maurice. Mm-hmm. I do not. No, you are it's in control. Not. The only obstacle, yes, it is yourself. That's it. And everything that you want to do. I mean, That's look it. at me, look at me. I mean, yeah, that's why I was I knew right away, like as soon as you sent me that note, I knew right away that you are somebody who just jumps on stuff and people need to hear that people. And that's why I love that you came on and that I was smart enough to ask you to come. I don't think that people don't know what to do. I think that inherently sometimes they need an excuse to do it Yes, because 100 percent of my coaching students had the skills to go revamp their lives the way that they want, whether it was leveraging real estate or virtual work or travel hacking, whatever it is, but they were just looking for an excuse to do it because neighbors, peers, coworkers, friends are telling them all to be status quo. But when they hear from someone like a Tanya, then they're like, if she can come to this country and help people with their journey to this country through immigration law, but recognize that she wants to do something for her own family, then I can. And that's why I'm so grateful you came on the show. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, thank you, Maris, for having me. I really appreciate that. It is my pleasure. It is my pleasure. Talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Hey, guys, this is Maurice, host of the Try Life On podcast. And thank you for listening to another episode. I hope you are finding it useful in helping you design your own lifestyle that you don't need a vacation from. If that's the case, please consider dropping a review for me, whether in Apple, iTunes, or in Spotify. Drop a review, put some stars on it. Give me some feedback on how I can make the podcast better, what information you are looking for. I am doing my best to get information to you on the Try Life on Principles, the five freedoms, how to build lifestyle, travel hacking, all of it. And I want to do it for you. So please do a review for me. And until next time, my name is Maurice Philogene, and this is the Tri-Life On Podcast. Peace.